7th of March, 2019, Thursday, 8.03 p.m. My name is James and this is Slopfest. Welcome, welcome back. It's your weekly dose of weirdness and exploration into the minds of strange people doing oh so strange things. On this show, we take a couple of weird news stories, we pit them against each other, we throw them into a ring and we see who comes out on top. Gladiator style. Welcome back. It's Mike Whitney from Who Dares Wins and also Gladiators. New stories. Are you ready? Woo! Gladiators. Are you ready? Or sorry, other news stories. Are you ready? Yeah, doing all right. Okay. Okay. Three, two, one. Climb the ladder. Get the prize money. I've mixed the shows. <laughs> Tweet me if you remember Gladiators. Instagram me if you remember Who Dares Wins. That's right, it's the old new formula. The new old formula, as I'm calling it. We're pitting out we're pitting out new stories against each other again. A lot of high energy at the top of this show. Don't worry, that'll taper off very quickly. Uh, got a story here. First story. If you're a dog dog owner, dog lover, dog lovers, dog owners, get in here. Everyone, get in here joke for the Hearthstone players. Uh, A German court has ruled that a dog owner isn't fit to carry a firearms license after his dog shot him with a rifle. The Munich Administrative Court on Tuesday dismissed the man's appeal against an earlier decision by Bavarian authorities to withdraw his license to own a rifle as well as a hunting permit. I'm so... It's sorry. I'm getting... I get so fired up. You know... You get shot by... One fucking dog, and it follows me around for the rest of my life. Thanks a lot. I'm so sick of, you know, this all this red tape around guns lately. I'm just so sick of it. Oh, I'm not very careful with loaded guns, and then my dog shoots me with one. One time, by the way, we don't talk about all the other times where my dog didn't shoot me with a gun. <laughs> The decision followed a 2016 incident in which the man, a passionate hunter, according to this news outlet, a passionate hunter, I got a passion for hunting stuff down and killing it. Uh, The passionate hunter was shot in the arm after his dog managed to release the trigger on a loaded rifle that was lying in his car. Now, I, it's Australia, so obviously don't know a lot about guns, but pretty sure you don't have the gun loaded in the backseat of your car while you're driving it around. You don't drive your gun around with bullets in it. I feel like, is that, tweet me, gun owners. The court ruled the hunter couldn't be relied upon, quote, because it must be assumed that he will handle firearms and ammunition carelessly in the future as well. The man whose name wasn't released can appeal the verdict. Can't imagine why he didn't want his name released. <laughs> but um, I'm going to, look, in, in, Delving into this story, because I'm thinking, like, guy gets shot by his dog. Yet shot by a dog, okay? Let those words sink into you for a minute, okay? A dog shot a man. Now, you're probably thinking, pretty rare. I was also thinking that. I thought maybe you've got better odds of being struck by lightning whilst simultaneously winning the lottery, (laughs) Don't know what the odds are on that one. Probably pretty slim. Um, but as I was digging into this, not only is it not rare, but we've got a, a 
some fairly other recent cases of men being shot by their dogs. So we're gonna lump, we're gonna lump all the dog, the dog guys, all the dog bros, the doggo bros, are gonna be lumped into one sort of collective uh, powerhouse of um, bullet fragments and news stories. Uh, so while digging into this story, two other recent cases of gun owners being shot by their dogs. Just gonna take a seat here. November 2018, a New Mexico man, 74-year-old Gilligan, oh, sorry, Sonny Gilligan, was uh, hunting jackrabbits when his dog accidentally pulled the trigger on a shotgun that had been tossed in the backseat of his pickup truck. Bit of a pattern here. People driving around with loaded guns. The shot penetrated the seat and entered the man's back, breaking his ribs as well as his collarbone. Gilligan survived the blast and is on the road to recovery. He also doesn't hold any grudges against the pup that shot him. Imagine if he did, though. That'd be. <laughs> I want to see that interview. Um, doesn't hold any grudges against the pup that shot him. Telling reporters, quote, he's a good dog. He's a good dog and he's a crack shot. Probably not a crack shot. He shot him with a, with a shotgun at point blank range. So... Probably, again, don't know a lot about guns. Probably don't have to be a crack shot to hit that one. But still, got another one here. May 2018, Richard Remy, 51, of Fort Fort Dodge, told police he was playing with his dog, Bailu, on the couch and tossed the dog off his lap. When the Pitbull Labrador mix bound back up, he, <laughs> quote, he must have disabled the safety on the gun in his belly strap and stepped on the trigger. Stepped on the trigger, rather. <sighs> the gun fired, striking one of Remy's legs. He was treated at a hospital and released later that day. So, wait, he... The dog... First of all, you know when you're at home, you know when you're in the comfort of your own home, and you're playing with your dog as you do, and you've got your loaded gun and your belly strap because obviously, why wouldn't I? And it's loaded. The dog. So we're supposed to believe he he's playing with his dog. He's like ah, dropped his dog down on the ground. The dog comes bounding back up, and perfectly and precisely. Again, don't know how guns work. Clicks off the safety and then pulls the trigger to shoot him. Seems like that's a lot for a dog to do. Just a thought, but it sounds... Because he he wanted to be like, no, I'm a responsible gun owner, and I definitely had the safety on. You definitely didn't have the safety on, did you? <laughs> Richard. Richard, be honest. You've copped a bullet to the leg. Let's not also tell fibs. Uh, so there, that's our first combined... New story. The Doggo Bros, who are all very passionate, passionate about dogs, passionate about guns. Um, and both of those loves have really fucked them over, quite frankly. Uh, so they're our, they're our first story. Our second story, if you're eating, continue eating. Uh, food delivery services are becoming more commonplace. You know, we've got Uber Eats here. We've got Deliveroo. In the in the US, you've got DoorDash, Postmates, 
and a fucking million other ones. Um, you're hungry. You don't want to go out. I'll order something. That's the, this is the, like, the best part about it is, like, you don't have to go with, like, the typical, I don't have to do Red Roosters. I don't have to do a quarter chicken chips. You know, I don't have to do a McDonald's. You know, I don't have to do a KFC or whatever. You can, uh, you know, these the proliferation of these food delivery services, you get stuff from restaurants. You're eating better. Not really. Just eating better tasting stuff from places that know how to use lots of butter. Uh, so, okay. So, food delivery services. Now, let me take you to a picturesque Tennessee city named Maryville. Uh, which has received a number of accolades for its quality of life. Is that a Tennessee accent? Get, hey, get out of here! Fucking Southern Dandy lawyer come sneaking back in. 31-year-old Howard Matthew Webb was arrested last week and jailed on felony charges for adulteration of food. Our good friend Howard here is a delivery driver for a food service called Dinner Delivered. And after receiving only an 89-cent tip on a 30-minute delivery drive, uh, he decided to, quote, dip his testicles into a container of salsa that a customer had ordered online. Now, you're probably thinking, how could we possibly know this? How could we... How? How how could you possibly know that... What's his name again? Is it Matthew or is it Howard? Howie. I'll... Good old dinner delivered friend Howie. How could you possibly know that he dipped that he dipped this sack in my salsa? How did how did he sack my salsa? Was there a pube in the salsa? Was that the giveaway? And we've sort of put two and two pubes together. Uh kind of. Or maybe he filmed it and put it on the internet. Because that's what you do when you do a crime. Uh, the delivery driver allegedly recorded the act and posted a video online uh, while someone in the background said, this is what you get when you give an 89 cent tip for an almost 30 minute drive. Dinner delivered said the food service, this said the food service has fired the driver and forwarded information about him to authorities as well. Webb remains behind bars pending a March 12 hearing. His arrest warrant says they picked up food for the delivery from a local Mexican restaurant. The company issued a refund for the tainted food. And, of course, Dinner Delivered delivers you a full service where you receive your food. And very much like on this podcast, I'd like to service you. Should have thought about that one before I said it. Um, if you go to slopfestpod.com and you click on this episode and, uh, you go check out the post there, you can see the video of, uh, how we dip in the sack and the salsa. So, you know, if you want to preview that Scrotts candle, you can. So that's our second guy. Uh, I thought it now, so I'm going to have to say it, aren't I? That's how this works. <laughs> You know that because he's he's behind bars, so you absolutely know that. And this isn't me talking. This isn't James anymore. Okay, this is this is the other inmates at the prison that he's been taken to. You know that someone's gonna say, 
They're going to see the story and then see him in there and someone's going to say very hilariously, uh, let me see how that scrot taste. <laughs> oh. Yeah, thought of a worse one. Okay, I'm just going to say it and we're going to move on. Someone else is probably going to say... <laughs> You got it. I have to now. Sorry, I have to get into the character. Okay, I'm in prison. They see him there. Someone says, uh, let me me see how that scrot tastes, boy. And then someone else comes in with, you got salsa nuts. You go go get my burrito and sour cream. Uh, Was it as dirty to hear as it was for me to say the words and feel them come out of my mouth? Good. Now that there's a general sense of just a very thick air of um, us being uncomfortable now, <laughs> let's move on to the third story, shall we? Jesus Christ. Um, police say a man wearing a gorilla suit broke into a Louisiana home and hid under a mattress before officers arrested him. You know, as you do. Is this another one from Louisiana? Man, shit goes down Louisiana, apparently. Uh, News outlets, quote, Sulphur Police Department spokesman Mel Estes in Thursday reports as saying that officers saw Jermaine Morin walking through yards in a costume. They had received calls about a suspicious person looking into homes. How did that phone call go down? Because someone, if he's in a... Hey, yes. Hello, 911. Now, please don't hang up on me. And I know how this sounds. There is a gorilla peering into people's homes. Now, I know how it's... They've gone. They've hung up. Uh, He was jailed on charges including resisting an officer, unauthorized entry, meth possession, ring-a-ding-ding, found that I was waiting... I was. You know, I thought, like, how long is it going to be before meth shows up in this story? Well, there you go. Pretty soon into it. Uh, and wearing a mask. In Louisiana, a person a person convicted of wearing a mask in public can be sentenced to three years in prison for wearing a mask? What? Is that because of the whole V for Vendetta um, one percenter thing clearly have a great memory occupy occupy movement that's what it is fuck jesus christ uh exceptions are allowed for religious purposes or on holidays like halloween and mardi gras it's unclear if moran or moran has a lawyer who could comment (laughs) well what's the lawyer even gonna say um my client is he says innocent again they did find him dressed as a gorilla under the mattress in someone else's home. So it's a little hard for him to really sort of um, bat this one away. But that's what he's going with. And I'm his legal representation. So that's what I've got to say. I always wonder if... You know how, like, at your job, you, you have to do, like, shitty stuff that you don't want to do. And, like, you might get unmotivated with that stuff. What's it like being a lawyer representing someone who you're like, you super know did it? 
that's got to be like the shittiest fucking. You're just like, oh my god, I've got to. I have to use my skill. I went to university and got a degree, and I worked my way up in the law field. <laughs> Clearly, know a lot about things. Um, and here I am, a fully fledged bar certified lawyer. Lawyer. I can't do. I can't keep doing Southern Dandy Lawyer. Anyway, you work. You do. You put in all this time and effort, and now you're representing someone, and you have to like put your skills to work to help someone who you know in your head you're like this motherfucker did it. He did it, and I've got to help him get off. Oh, lawyers, if you're listening. <laughs> Email me, slutfestpodcast at gmail.com. How do you deal with it when you super know they did it? Um, So that that's our three... Those are our three contenders. Uh, if we can get Mike Whitney back in... Mike? He's gone. Okay, well, I guess I'm refing this Gladiator showdown. Um, So we've got the, the Doggo Bros. The guy's being shot by their uh, man's best friend. Man's best friend, man's worst enemy. Uh, then we've got Salsa Nuts, Doggo Bros, Salsa Nuts, and then we have our, uh, our, our methed out gorilla friend, the gorilla suit guy. Now, obviously, uh, it's so hard because I really want to, I really want to be like the dog, the dog bros are the dumbos, but come on, Salsa Nuts. You fucking, you've filmed yourself dipping the sack into a salsa. Why? What is happening? I thought, I genuinely thought that the internet would make people more intelligent. I thought that. And now I look, now the egg's on my bloody face. The salsa's on my nuts about this one. I look like a GD idiot. Because, because... You have all of the information in your pocket. People are just like, ah, I won't remember stuff. Fuck it. Ah, I'm not going to remember anything. I can just Google it if I need to. Then you've got, like, fucking... Sorry, again, like... No, fuck him. He chose to... Here I am thinking, like, oh, I don't want to go in too much on him. But fuck this guy. He he chose to not only... Dip his sack into salsa, which is totally fucked. If you work somewhere and you're fucking with people's food, that's like like such a massive breach of trust. It's totally fucked if you're fucking with people's food. But not only that, it's not like a hair or whatever. You dipped your nutsack in someone's food and then you filmed it like a fucking idiot and you put it on the internet. To what? Like... Be like, uh, hey, what's up, Facebook? Welcome back to my next crazy delivery video. On today's episode, I'm scrot scandaling the fuck out of dinner delivered. What are you doing, mate? So he's ob- he's obviously the winner. Uh, crown, it's a crown. Don't worry, guys. The crown, the crown's really shit. It's not when you get it, it's not good. So you know, even though he's the winner. Well, no, he is. He's the winner in this case. Fuck. Okay. Well, I think Salsa Nuts absolutely takes uh takes the burrito on this one. If uh, you agree or disagree, please let me know. 
Hit me up on social media at Slopfest Podcast on uh, your Facebook, your Twitter, your Instagram. Let me know what you think. Do you think Doggo Bros, Salsa Nuts, or Gorilla Suit? Who do you think? It's got to be Salsa Nuts. I mean, come on. Come on. If Let's debate this. Like Jordan Peterson. Is that his name? Yeah. Let's have a... Let's have a debate about it online. Uh, Before we head out of here, though, I have some honorable mentions. You know, ones that were either interesting or didn't quite fit the mold of, you know, pitting stories against each other. Normally, plural, today, singular, and honorable mention, uh, posties are using virtual reality headsets to learn how to avoid being attacked by dogs. The gadget provides a 360-degree street view scene and advice on how to deal with aggressive pets on their rounds. My favorite part about that is the advice portion. Because how does that work? <laughs> Am I... Do I have... I've got visor down. I've got my my controllers in each hand. I've got my HTC Vive on. I've got my, my headphones on, fully immersed in my, in my VR posty level. I'm walking down the street and I hear like a growl in like the left earphone. And then a little helpful hint comes up on the screen. Beware of growling dogs. Would that be it? I don't know. <laughs> keep keep your wits about you when entering someone's property. That's a better helpful hint. And it's and it's triggered by the growl. Okay. Keep going a little bit further down the path. See a really fucked up dog chew toy. Another helpful hint comes up. If some if some motherfucker's dog comes at this is what the helpful hint says. If some fucking dog just comes at you, don't be afraid to ditch and run. Cause reading like it sort of it didn't dawn on me really that this is such a significant issue for posties is you know people's animals and stuff. Cause I'm a fucking idiot. I didn't realize that it was such a as such a big issue, but it turns out that it is. Um, it says here, uh, self-defense training shows a postie dropping to one knee to protect themselves using their post bag as a shield, as a shield, sacrificing your mail to protect themselves from your fucking shitty dog. <laughs> um, it says here, the move comes after a string of horrific attacks in which rogue pets have bitten off fingers, thumbs, and even a nose. Like... It didn't, it didn't dawn on me that this is, that, like, this is a thing that posties face when they go to their job. Oh, I just want to, like, fucking take your, deliver your mail to you and just fucking live my life. And now I've got to, like, bob and weave and use my bag as a fucking shield to fend off your crazy dog. Now a finger's gone. Crazy. The new computer program called Dog Bite which is my favorite. It's spelled D-O-G-B-Y-T-E. Oh, so many silly names on this one. I love it. The new Dog Bite computer program urges posties to look for signs that a pet is present and not to take face value assertions that an animal is harmless. How would you take a face like it looks chill? Like, oh, that's a chill dog. But it turns out, uh-uh, deep down inside, it's a fucker. <laughs> um, it also asks users what advice they would give to a new postman. Uh, if they make the wrong choice, the rookie is bitten. I'm assuming this is in the game. They don't, it's not, 
some Pavlovian conditioning where they have a series of new postmen all standing there, you know, in a line, terrified because they've just gotten out of postman school and postman training, and now they've gone out of the out of the pan and into the flames. Jeff, you hear three barks and a growl. Do you, A, leave the parcel in a safe, in a different safe location? B, continue through the front gate? Or C, take the package to the local post office? Um, A, wrong! And then they have a fake... (laughs) They have a fake, like, uh, jaw that they bring out and they clamp it onto him. They clip him with it. Pavlovian conditioning. That's how That's how you get the posties nimble, agile. This is so dumb. Because, like, I can't believe that this is a problem. It's crazy. Royal Mail. So, this is, this is like a UK thing, but still. Royal Mail uh, has tried the system nearly 750 times since November. No attacks have occurred in more than half the areas where the units have been tested. What? They've tried the system nearly 750 times since November. No attacks have occurred in more than half the areas where the units have been tested. Confused by that one. Uh, James Barton, Royal Mail's online learning manager, said, Over the years, we've tried to do lots of things about this. We've done big public awareness campaigns. We've done lots of videos, brochures, booklets, slogans, cards, posters, anything you can possibly think of. We've had a relatively steady reduction in attacks, but we still have around 2,200 a year, and that's an awful lot. 2,200 attacks? That's ridiculous. That figure is down from 5,000 five years ago. Royal Mail uh, has urged owners to secure pets at delivery times and fit letterbox cages or external post boxes. People aren't going to do that. You know what people are like. They're like, oh, I'm not going to... I'm going to keep my dog outside and also I'm not going to change anything. But if you get bitten, that's your fault. Um... Mr. Barton was himself attacked in 2010 and left with permanent scarring. He says part of the problem with previous training was that workers believe an attack would never happen to them. Speaking at a tech conference in London, he added, when a dog is about to attack you, everything goes into slow motion. You have a slight, oh dear moment, and then you get bitten. There isn't a chance to do anything. Last year, Belfast's postie suffered the highest number of dog attacks in Britain, 82 Brighton was second with 63, and Peterborough third with 56. It's so strange that they're putting posties through VR training and self-defense courses just to protect themselves from people's animals. Isn't that nuts? Like, that's so crazy that they're having to do all of this just so they can bring people their mail. That's nuts. Uh, but that's going to do it for this episode. Head over to slopfestpod.com to get more in-depth show notes, images, and artwork for this and previous episodes. Uh, slap a follow on the social media if you want to be notified when uh, new episodes go live. And hey, while you're there, shoot me a bloody message. First of all, I want to know, one, who do you think 
should have won. Do you agree with me? Do you disagree with me? Why? Why not? Lots of questions for you to answer. So you better come over and answer them. <laughs> um, yeah, or let's just bloody have a chat while you're there. Because why not? I respond to all of the, you know, messages and comments and DMs and emails and stuff. So, at uh, Slopfest Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Again, feel free to send me any of your weird news story findings or your own personal weird stories. Uh, or you can email them to me, slopfestpodcast at gmail.com. Very much appreciate you coming and hanging out and spending your time with me. Um you know, if you want to help out the show, you can leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts. People always say that, but is there like is, is there any way to review podcasts anywhere except for fucking iTunes and Apple and shit? Because I use I use Pocket Cast and I don't you know, I only use it to listen to podcasts. So I don't know if there is a way to like review. Let's see. Doing it live. Okay, I'm going to click I'm going to tap on a podcast. Oh yeah, dude. Okay, fantastic podcast. You should check it out. Um, let's see. Is there a way for me to, um, you know, I don't think so. I think maybe it's just an Apple thing. I'm not too sure. Uh, but hey, leave a review if you can. But the best thing you can do is tell a friend, you know, share this show with another weird friend of yours who's also into weird shit and who likes strange news stories. What a, what a oddly specific thing for your friend to be into (laughs) hey jeff i know that you're always telling me about very strange news stories that you happen to find uh thought you might like this podcast it's very much aligned with your interests uh or better yet you know get the word out we're gonna turn this show into we're gonna bring back who dares wins and gladiator we're gonna fuse it into one podcast so it's not going to be that entertaining to consume because Gladiator is obviously very visual with all of the, you know, the courses and the spandex and the like and stuff. But, you know, basically that's what this podcast is going to become. To, to sell it to your friend is that. Hey, do you remember that show that used to be on Channel 7 on weekends at nighttime? And it was hosted by Michael Whitney and there were athletes. Would you call them athletes? Were the Gladiators athletes? And there were some really tricked out juiced up uh guys and gals in uh like spandex and lacquer and stuff and then they versed like some guy called like tim from accounting and then sarah from you know she she works as like a bio lab tech or whatever and then they had to jump up on on the the really narrow board with these big fucking (laughs) gladiator sticks and uh you know just take on these juiced up roided out fucking jacked gladiators you remember that show well this podcast is kind of like that but it just sort of puts stories against each other so similar very similar (laughs) see you next week